Radio V. Radio in TV. Radio in TV. Welcome to the Poe Show, Hollywood, California. Thanks for joining us. Okay, just so everybody knows, and maybe this is not the proper time to say it, but I never know what I'm going to say next. Okay, this is the last show on Saturday. Saturdays at 4 are not going to happen anymore. I'm coming back on Monday, probably the 14th. It'll be Monday at 1. You can watch it on your lunch hour. Yes. I don't think it'll be worse, right? Anyway, Monday at 1, starting probably the 14th. This is the last show of the, I say, the season, so that I sound like really appropriate. Okay, so, Po Show, Hollywood. We're going to talk about the exciting world of architecture and making stuff, like, with our hands and with our, with our, with our building techniques, say, and with paint. We're just going to use paint, though. <laughs> just, just paint. Okay, so before we start, um, I want to remind everybody, Evan Stone and the Translucent Ham Sandwich Band is going to be at the Mint here in L.A., 6010 West Pico on 8-31-15. So that is a Monday, so August 31st. It's a Monday. Check it out. Um, I talked about, you know, he, he was here as a guest before, and I talked about the amazing collaborations that he does. Actually, George Dubin is one of our guests here today, and he, you have a relationship with Evan Stone as a drummer, and we'll talk about that, because um, George is also a drummer. Okay, so anyways, you got to check this out. There's sexy hot women doing hula hoops and fire dancers, probably. I don't know if they allow that in the mint. There's comedians. There's magicians. There's an array of artistic people and a lot of the show is improv and it's super cool and also my wonderful um, friend and co-host of Spoken Word Spoken Song John Gardner poet will be there doing his uh, performing his coffee poem that is actually in Evanstone and the Translucent Ham Sandwich Band's newest album which you have to get to which I should have brought so you could see it but anyway you've heard all that before the Belladonna's Okay, they were here last week. I'm sure you guys enjoyed the show. That was really super awesome. Okay, so they are going to open for the Suicide Girls on September 12th at the El Rey Theater. Check that out, too. And I think that was all. Okay, and then one more, like, really huge shout-out for someone that's been following and supporting me as a promoter and as a creative for many many years now and I've we've never met in person he's from Amsterdam Netherlands his name is Rem, Remco Ogendorn and there he is and um, he's just a, a kindred spirit and he's just so amazing so the the intro music for this show is by him um, and also a lot of the the not the clip, you'll see, not the clips, but the, the videos that I do, and you'll, I'll, I'll shout them out today because I have two videos for the guests we have today that, ha that are, are backed by his music. So, um, and you can find him on, can you go to his, yeah, there we go. Okay, so his, um, is it SoundCloud? Yeah, SoundCloud. You're all free. And you can download this music. You can listen to this music. It's very interesting. It's techno music. He doesn't really um, classify himself as a musician, though I think he's an absolutely amazing musician. One of the songs in this lineup is actually one that I wrote the lyrics to. It's called Serenade, and we collaborated from, you know, cl you know clear across the ocean, and it's, it's just fantastic how, how people can 
creatives can can meet in in such a way that have not met each other but have so much in common and artistically can come together like that i know that's not the only story um, of how that's happened okay so today we have you guys all know him george dubin he's been on the show before and he's amazing and i'm gonna i'm gonna introduce you george you are and let me let me just say the reason behind this show the 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 primary motive behind this particular episode is because george is also a curator for q q salon right q salon q art salon in uh santa Ana, and a show's coming up with our other guests um so george dubin Tell yes. us, tell us where you, where you're from and what you do besides <laughs> besides painting, because you're here for kind of a different purpose. Well, uh, yeah, well, I maintain a studio in Laguna Beach. Maintain's uh, a good word. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, quiet little hamlet on the coast, uh, about 60 miles south of here, as everybody knows. And uh, you know, it's got a little challenge in terms of its own uh, creative community, but um, you know, I I'm hanging on there by a thread, you know, for some reason. I mean, it's a nice nice weather. You know, it's got nice weather there. No, but see, that's part of what we're going to talk about today. <coughs> because you're you're a painter. I have Biggie Smalls in the background here, which you painted. Yeah. Um, and you can check him out, georgedubin.com, right? Georgedubin.com. It's really <coughs> easy, D-U-B-I-N. But George, is, he's made his career out of art. Um, and the way he's done it is not just an artist um, and not just a painter, but you do, um, you do sculpture, you do... You're a designer, creative consultant. Yeah. You do architectural types of elements and bigger, bigger pieces. I've done some, you know, quite a few, um, you know, public art sculptures uh, for uh, various municipalities and private, uh, private municipalities. organizations. Municipalities. What does yeah. that mean? I mean, my dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I'm it's from like local. it's like a. Town. I don't have a big education. It's like a town or a village. <laughs> <laughs> George, um, George lives in Laguna where I live. I live in Laguna, too. So I also, um, I've, I've done some prop work and art direction for a gentleman named Steve Odekirk, who a lot of people might be familiar with. He's a, a, a comedic screenwriter, director, you know, uh, in the movie world, um, you know, things like uh, Bruce Almighty, Patch Adams, uh, there's quite a few under his belt, but... Uh, you know, I've done I've done some uh, prop work and art direction with him. Um, you know, the thing about uh, trying to make a living as an artist is if you're solely focused in one arena and that isn't working out so well, you're yeah. kind of screwed. You know, so well, you got to keep moving. You got to keep going to whatever artistically you can do to make a living. Well, that's it, and that's you know, I've been fortunate to have enough skill sets to uh, to uh, sort of branch out and you know keep keep the uh, keep the thing moving so I can you know stay afloat. So. You know, I was going to do this kind of um, a different way, but I think um, I think what I want to do, Jake, I think I want to go ahead and, and um, cut to a break because there I have a video for George Dubin. It's it's actually cut eleven, but I'm going to switch them.
Okay, so you know, um, there was the comment before on the show about lazy artists get a job, right? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? Okay, so, and a lot of people, I think, and this is terrible, but a lot of, a lot of people, oh, yeah, you, you just, like, hang out and have fun all the time. But this is an example of, okay, George is, has made a living and, and made a career out of art, and this is how. He has all of these ways that he's creating, and that's what all creatives need to do. They can't just, like, sit there and, and, and wait or, you know, I mean, that's great and everything, but you, you definitely have to keep the wheels moving be creative in whatever it is but so this is um i know i haven't talked george dubin's been on the show but we haven't talked about or or seen this part of him so there were some paintings in there but it was mainly about <laughs> like like you know structures. you kind of you kind of dug, dug into some some old jewels there i haven't seen some of those things <laughs> but in a long you, time. you know what there's such an array of what you do in like three-dimensional <clears throat> that people I mean, I, I don't think my audience knows that part about you. They just know you you yeah, paint these nude girls, <laughs> right? That's as far as we got well, with you, somebody, really. Well, somebody has to do it, you know. Somebody's <laughs> got to paint the nudies. Okay, so, and you're really, um, you're a really kind of hands-on guy anyway. Even with your painting technique, you really dig the, well, the ma manual. Well, you, know, you know, materials materials are a big thing, and I've, I've you know, I've, I've have a, sort of a broad array of skill sets in terms of using different materials. I mean, I started off as a ceramicist for 20 years. Yeah. And along with that, painting, uh, learn, learn how to bend sheet metal and make stuff out of that and, and cast concrete and all kinds of, all kinds of other things uh, you know, relating to 10 years spent in the design industry, you know, working on people's homes and, you know, taking all this you know, learn knowledge of materials and applying it to now making artwork out of it instead of just, you know, pieces of furniture or something for other people. So. Um, yeah, there's something you said in here. Okay, first of all, the, the corporate jets that we, there, there <coughs> were a lot of them, actually probably every one you did yeah. <laughs> was on there. Yeah. Um, the corporate, corporate Jet Series Museum of Craft and Design in San Francisco was where they were in 2013. Fighter jets, they were 87 by 61, sculpted from sheet metal and painted like notab notable luxury brands luxury brands to drive his power of the corporation concept into the stratosphere. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that that's was... lofty. <laughs> that's pretty lofty. No, but I didn't write that. Actually. No, I didn't either. See, that's that's what makes it, like, correct. Yeah, and that's, that's somebody's opinion <laughs> of you and what you did there. So that's totally valid. But what were we talking about? There was something... You were just saying something that actually... There's, there's something in here that... <laughs> that talked about exactly what you just said, creative solutions. Okay. And I can't find it, of course. Oh. I have all these notes, and oh. I have them highlighted even, and that's you said something that, you know, basically taking a, a project, a manual kind of somebody needs this done, and making making it an art form out of it. Well, you know, creatively. Yeah, you know, there's the, when I was teaching at the, uh, at the Laguna College of Art and Design, you know, I always, I always told the students in the undergraduate program to, you know, absorb as much as they can and learn as much as they can because when they get out and have to be in their studio and, uh, and, and have a studio practice and be, uh, be self-motivated, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, the more skill sets you have, the more likelihood that you'll survive without having to, you know, work at Denny's or Starbucks or something like oh, that. Oh, I think this is it. Let's see. <laughs> Dubin specializes in creative. Yeah, this is it. Creative solutions with positive outcomes as, as it relates to fine art, commercial art, production, and design. So it's it's the positive outcome. The artistic outcome is what he's going for. And you saw in there all of the things. The fan. I mean, that the, the gate. At yeah. The, that was super cool. And that wasn't long ago. That was what? No, that was last year. Last I year. did. I designed and made, made that. You know, I was for a, I was for an architect who was uh, doing a little remodel on that uh, on that property, which is a pretty unique property in Laguna. What's going on with that property? That's a weird. That's a strange structure. What? Well, is it that? was built. It was built by a guy who had a had a couple of piano stores back in um, I think the 30s or the late 20s. He built it for his wife. Uh, it was, it's called Pine Castle. And yeah, but was it a was it a residence? It was a single family okay, residence. Okay. And that's now what it's I was now it's 16 apartments. Okay. So, uh, they, and they never, they, um, it's so beautiful. It's a pretty, it's a pretty unique property, but they never had a, uh, you know, an entry gate there. So people thought it was a museum or some public thing. So there's always people wandering up the driveway. So they finally 
uh, got around to doing a gate, which uh, the architect hired me to design and build. And it's really awesome. It's <laughs> really amazing. Okay. Since this other guy is just kind of sitting there like, <laughs> oh my goodness, when yeah, is it Yeah, you got to get Chris in okay. on this one. <laughs> George, can you introduce Chris? Well, Chris Mercier is uh, a, f a friend of mine. We met, what do you, what do you think, like uh, five, six, seven years ago at, a, at an art opening and, um, you know, stayed friends and stayed in contact. I mean, we don't live near each other, so we, you know, we don't hang out all the time, but uh, I... Uh, if you did, you would just drink. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> I just mean, we, we really I'm got nothing saying. to say to each other. We just sit around <laughs> and drink. <laughs> um, anyways, when I was given the opportunity to create uh, curate this uh, show at the Q Arts Line in Santa Ana, um, I got a hold of Chris and asked him if he'd like to do it. And his work and my work, uh, you know, if you look at it like superficially, you wouldn't really understand why these two things are connected. Uh, you know what? And I, Jake, can you go to method one and two? Because I actually have those. Well, it's not the exact ones you posted, but <coughs> it's, um, yeah, that yours yeah. and your kind of way of painting it and, and his. So right. Those are those. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little, you know, there's a little contrast if you just look at it, you know, uh, like I say, sort of superficially. Right. but. You know, when you really when you really drill down on what we both do, it's really a lot about, you know, the use of materials, the use of paint, surface. You know, you know what? And you're and I'm not going to read it, but the description you have of the show. Did you want to read it? Because that was really cool writing. Do well, you want to? Why don't you? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I can even see it. It's really small. You posted it really small, but it's really <laughs> cool how you said it. I'll say the first the the first sentence. <laughs> and I and I it's like it, literally like this big, okay. So when the visual content of painting becomes an equal partner to the I can't even read that word methodology of paint application, surface acts as a vital component of the final composition. So we're talking about the paint not only well, and we'll get to the in, into this more with Chris, but. Um, not just the the um, the, the paints um, color attribute. That's not the right word. <laughs> the color, not just the color of it, the color of paint, but actually the 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 uh, how do you say that? The material of well, it. Well, it's it's also this this the tactile and surface quality of paint. You know, See, there's paint, so much. Paint. I'm not an architect, and yeah. I don't know much about stuff. Because paint paint can be dimensional, and I think you know Chris's work really embodies that more than mine you know but uh you can see that relationship in in the two in the in the works through the through the the use of materials in a in a more structural way and i think chris's work really really embodies that so let's go into let's go into more of chris's work and and what that's all about so um, I'll just kind of go through okay um these are some quotes from chris that i found online because I'm <laughs> the total stalker. Um, my paintings are focused on explorations of the workings of the pictorial window and its relationship to space. So basically rethinking the material of paint, not only a pigment, that's the word I was looking for, um, <laughs> the medium of color and texture, but also a construction for making material. So, do, who wants to explain what you do, Chris? What, how, what, what exactly you're? Because uh, if somebody just said that to me, I would have no idea. George described it to me before I looked into it and saw your photos, but now I, I understand what you do. But I don't think a lot of people would under would completely understand. Yeah, it's it's basically based on the idea that I mean, if you look at the history of painting, painting has always been about the image, and that's what why they have pigment, right? You use the pigment, use the color, and you make an image out of it. And so using that kind of as the basis, I tried to look at it and say, well, as an architect, if you look at painting, why can't you take on paint as more than a color pigment material, but also as a construction material? So if you really build paint up, or if you cast it, or if you apply it in a way where you actually can build it into a three-dimensional form. So now not, not only is paint a pigment, not only is it an image, but now it's also a formal project that goes into sculpture and goes into architecture. Is so well said because I mean I can uh, completely understand what you just said, but yeah. I've seen it, so maybe 
Maybe we'll have to do that I again. I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. That's kind of how you said it to me, but in a George Dubin way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what do you think about this, this technique, George? Well, I think it's really, I, I uh, visited Chris's studio for the first time about uh, a couple of months ago. <coughs> and, uh, you know, of course, I've seen the work. Um, you went to a show of his or something, right? Yeah, but I've, seen the, I've seen the work, but, I, but it, I didn't really, I haven't seen the process. So it was interesting to me um. to have him sort of show me, like, how he goes about, you know, building these, <laughs> these uh, you know, sculptural paintings. And it's, uh, it's interesting because it's very, um, you know, it's not like super high science, I wouldn't say, but it's, there's just this like really organic quality to how these things get put together and I, I'm really drawn to that because it's it really is about like the use of material in a really different way uh, you know like you take house paint you're you paint a wall with it well Chris is taking house paint and he's casting it exactly and then and then cons making these constructions out of it and it's really um, it's really earthy it's really organic and it's it, you know I, I relate to it because you know if, if again if you look back at my ceramics and or really anything I do it's it's got this sort of like dug out of the earth quality to it and sort of yeah. this you know lots of dimensional quality and and so and you're also doing those dots which I don't have any examples of yeah. but explain the process of that because I know that's pretty um they're uh, labor intensive <laughs> yeah they're pretty mechanical um yeah. you know I've always I've always you know wanted to I always want to experiment with other ways of creating you know recognizable forms through like, like women bent over? Yeah, stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> I had to say it. Oh, boy. Well, you know, it's one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite images. Yeah, so. Subjects? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, so I came up with this process. It's, like I say, it's part use of computer technology and then also just. Uh, using paint without a paintbrush, which is also one thing I like about Chris's like work. Like with a, pa a pastry. Well, it's, a it's pa not that I use <laughs> I know, but that's what I would use. I would totally use yeah. a pastry. So these are like big plastic syringes, but I basically I'm mixing a this. A syringe. Yeah, I'm, I'm using this uh, really thick acrylic paint. And, Makes you and wonder about George Dubin a little bit. Squeezing out these, you know, there's, they're basically individual pixels, and uh, they look like little drops of candy or something, but they're very dimensional and and pretty organic uh, even though the even though they're they're very organized pieces they they uh, they have a different uh, uh, quality in terms of if you're close to them or far away and far away you see the image up close they they become these very abstract forms super so. weird but you did the same thing with um, paint swatches I did. I did a few of those with uh, paint chips you get at the paint and store. And big. Yeah. They're, they're that. Well, the one in your house is really big. Yeah. It's six by six feet. It's not that big. It's six by six. Six by six feet. Yeah. That's <laughs> like two of Polina, so again, like I, in a cross. Yeah. Again, it's it's <laughs> using you know that was using store bought paint chips uh, as pixels. But you don't see it from afar. You don't you don't see what it's made of. It just it looks like this person. It's a portrait. Right. It's a big portrait. And then when you get up, you see that there there are these little you know paint paint chips from the hardware store. Yeah, with all those funny names that they name. You know. Isn't that great? I would <laughs> love to be the namer of the, the names of paint. <laughs> wouldn't you? Uh, no, because I would take it <laughs> to a really wrong place. I think. <laughs> Okay, we better change the subject. Okay. Okay, let's talk more about Chris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody <So>. says anything. <laughs> okay, uh, Chris, tell us about your. Well, your you know, I'll say this. I'm okay, say, say it. it. So what George was just talking about, he was saying he was talking about how th with the syringe and he does a very mechanical process with yeah. that thing, and yet you get if you move away, you get a really abstracted image. Exactly. And, it, and, and it's like in my That's work, kind of the kind of similar to your work. Well, it is and it isn't in the sense ah. that because where I, I spend a lot of my day as an architect, an architect yeah. office, and I deal with a lot of mechanicalism all day long in terms of accuracy, drawings, you know, process and things. And so when I go in the studio, I kind of look at things, and I think he's doing the opposite. That's with, with, totally with this process, right. Because I'm going at so. it in the studio, and I loosen up, and I, I don't want to have any rigidity, and I don't want to have the formal kind of process, but I want, and I want to have a freedom of just making because it gets me out of the architecture part. And I think the balance of what I do, the architecture and the, what I do here, 
gives a good balance. And now George is responding in the other way where he, his other work is really there's an organic just kind of painting process, and now he's moving into a mechanical kind of thing. Okay, you know what? I, ha I have to say that, and, and then we're going to head out for a break, but I have to say this just because I, I, you know, I do these clips. I'll show you this clip video on the, on the break. But um, the, these, uh, the, this was, and it's so, it's so irrelevant in a way and so relevant in another way. I had uh, Jacqueline DePaul and... Um, 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 uh, Pedraza, the photographer, um, I had them on a show and we talked about fashion. Completely kind of different concept, <coughs> right? But we're talking about someone coming from a creative photographer, basically, coming from the creative standpoint or coming from the mechanical or the, you know, more analytical right. perspective. And how, how you can come from either way, but, and, and, but, and that it's, it, it's somewhat harder to, to, leash on to the artistic side because that's like this weird it's a weirdness right it's a disease <laughs> <laughs> per se but people come from from different sides of it and it's just, it's just interesting because we we're talking about the same concept here we're talking about architecture and art and there we we're talking about fashion and fashion photography and art so very cool okay so jake let's cut for a break on that note we'll go to clips stick with us In this episode, we are going to celebrate fashion. Jacqueline will say, well, let's do this. And I'll say, I can do this. And she'll say, but I want this. Isn't fashion even wearing what you want to wear or portraying yourself how you want to be seen? Tell me that's not creativity. And I know... Dramatic posing, and we're actually going to get on the cover of a luxury magazine in Dubai. Mm. Do you want to push yourself further? Do you want to do you want to get more out of life, or do you just want to settle and lay on the couch and eat chips? I don't know. You become a character that the other players build on you. Then the photographer has to take that whole thing with the background and make it into a. Um, an, an impactful image. The photographer is, the, is almost like the conductor of the orchestra. So. I started with uh, Versace and Armani and Yves Saint Laurent. And so I don't know what it is. It's just a perfect alignment of everything. The, the designers were in charge of the trends. Now uh, the people <laughs> have taken over. Consider fashion as the, the greatest expression that you can give the world on an everyday basis. jumped the gun I kind of did and then I didn't okay I thought more was on there with the clips of 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 that show but what was super interesting is Jacqueline has dealt with both sides of the photography world the oh and we have Brian Lynch fly on the wall. I don't think we can see you fly on the wall oh we can see Brian ah there's Brian okay <laughs> the official photographer of the Poe show okay Brian's back but you'll appreciate this because we talked about this actually on your show. Brian Lynch, since you're here and have no microphone, but you have a camera. Um, the interesting, um, hmm, like, like I said, where you come from as far as like an, an analytical side or a, or a left brain or a right brain, creative side. And um, Leslie Bedraza is very much the right brain, but she was like this, this high fashion model, like, like big time. She was on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. She was like huge time and decided 
after you know years of of modeling that way that she really had she was really turned on by the camera so she went to that side but she can't and then she realized her creative outlet so she came from this creative side and like and she talks about it like i think there was a clip in there that you saw that it was like um i don't know something like just happens (laughs) such the creative mind right it just happens and then there's this other thing that you're kind of both Brian, because you 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 come in as um kind of in a, a really logical way but you 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 see this creative thing but then you put logic to it so you're kind of in the middle actually of of kind of these guys because you you it's, you it's definitely pushing a pull kind of thing it's it's but you see the creativity you see the you see the flash and then you start figuring out how to make that happen so you kind of i think you're already kind of in the middle um it's funny though, because what I will do is actually try to make it harder on myself for some reason. At the same time, oh well, yeah, because you're Brian Lynch. Well, uh-huh. It's just so you don't <laughs> get bored or bored of what you're doing, you know? Because yeah. it's it's it can't be so formulaic. I think. So, but uh, George, but you, where do you, where do you think you come? You come from like more of a an, an artistic view, and then probably more like Brian, but more from probably the creative side, and you figure out how to make that happen. No, your eyebrows are going up, so I don't know. If well, you're... you know, I, I'm you know I'm not a formally trained artist so everything everything i know pretty much is just uh comes from like i just get out there and start doing it creative and side and if you say you're not a formally trained artist <laughs> well what i what i'm get, what i'm getting at is i i really have this belief that you you just you just dig in you just dig in and 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 you make stuff and some of it's a failure and you have to be willing to fail and and sometimes but who you, judges that you judge that you're like oh that's well we're all sort of our own you know biggest you know uh, critic of our yeah. of our own work, but at the same time, you know, we all know artists and people in all creative fields who are kind of frozen by their own exactly. thought patterns. You know, so that so that they they're way too concerned about what everybody else is going to think about what they're doing, and exactly, and so they don't really do anything. And to me, like I've I've just led this life for the last forty years of just every day I make stuff. You know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, I'll I'll let some other people decide that. I don't really. It's not up to me to decide it. It's it's that's down the road, you know. So, okay. So, and Chris comes from uh, an architectural background that was kind of, um, um, I guess, where you started and your passion was really heavy into architecture and building big stuff. And actually, no. Okay. Okay. To, no, okay I actually us. started. I was going to be an artist. That's all I was oh, ever going to be. You know, I, I was going to be a painter. Well, you had the itch. Yeah, yeah I you was had the artistic. I itch. was painting all ever since I was a kid, all the way through co- high school, college, and it wasn't until leaving high school when someone said, "Oh, what are you going to do?" And you said artist, and everybody well, laughed, and you said, "Okay, no architect." Well, I, I, you know what I did? I, I did this amazing thing for that age. I said to myself, "Well, if you become an artist, you can you can only do so many exactly. things." When George George has actually pushed the thing, he's and I said, it, like "But if you become an architect, I can stu- you know you can become an artist. You can't be ar- do architecture, but if you become an architect, you can still do art. You can do sculpture and things." So I said, "Okay, I'll go architecture because it widens your scope." Exactly. And so Smart that was man. kind of the the process. Wise move. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I don't mean because you're not a good artist. I just mean no. it's because, you know, there's a little bit more. Wise, yeah. Well, there's a little more economic security. And yeah. Having, so you came yeah. from the artist and, and moved, okay, okay, I can do this other stuff too. And yeah. he came from more architect, and the, but I'm, I can do the artist too. So it's still kind of two well, ways. Yeah, it's a, a couple of different paths that sort of meet in the middle somewhere, you know, where where the uh, you're driven by certain economic needs, so that's why I expanded into having a design business. I hate that business. part. Well, we all do, but uh, you know, I mean, the best <laughs> the best thing for an you know to really be f- a, an artist free of all those things is to either be a trust fund kid or have rich parents or something. You know, <laughs> but okay, those are the only two options because I have neither of those, and they're the same option. Or right? marry or marry into it. <laughs> you know, yeah, but but no. I think it's good. It's, it's good to be forced to. I mean, the trick is is that if you're forced into a financial thing, it's it's not just to go to like you're saying Starbucks or something. Like that. It's to find. Uh, a work opportunity that allows you to push another direction of creativity. Right. Right. And you have to be able to kind of that cognitive thinking and think, okay, if I go here, I'm kind of going to be dead and I'm either going to buy that as time that I'm kind of not thinking. Yeah. Or I'm going to go somewhere else and, and try to find another way. And so, I mean. No, totally. Because um, like a Starbucks job, there's, there's nothing. Yeah. You go, you you either go in there and you're saying, okay, you're I don't have to wheel. think at all. I don't yeah. need to think at all. I'm just going to let my brain, you know, be whatever, fry or whatever so you, you want to call you're it. So <laughs> you're just, you're just, on, <laughs> you're just as, as I put it, on the couch eating chips. 
Exactly. That's what, that's what it feels like. I mean, if you just like, you know how that feels. You know, they just you're not doing anything. Well, the yeah. you know that's why the, you know there's so uh, there's such a great attrition rate amongst you know artists coming out of art schools because once they get out there and they have to really face the real world and deal with you know how am I actually going to make this happen? A lot of them just crumble and they don't go anywhere. Okay, yeah. you know what? Tell us more <laughs> about that because you're actually um, you're a teacher. Maybe not currently. Are you currently a teacher? Or uh, I'm, more, I'm more of a mentor. I'm on the the, the mentor list at, for the MFA program at, at LCAD, which. But which you are a teacher for years, so you you've been on the other side of that, and you have to tell your students some something, right? When well, they say, "I'm going to be an artist," you're like, "Yeah, oh. there's there's a there's a you know when I first started teaching, there was a real balance between like going, "Hey, let me tell you what the real world looks like." Yeah. And you see this, you know, this blank look on their face, yeah. and they start freaking out yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, wow, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to come back and keep doing this. Yeah. And you realize, like, if you're part of art academia, that you have to sort of toe this sort of encouraging line. Like, can't you can't paint the black the black picture of what what it looks like in the real art world. Yeah. And because you know the the administrators want you to get those kids to keep paying the tuition, you know, so. And I realize, like, I don't really play that game very well because I'm I'm too much of a realist, you know. I'm like, hey, you know, let's. Uh, and that's why they kicked you out of the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Is that what know. did it? Is that what sent them over the edge? Uh, you know, I, 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 <laughs> it could be. <laughs> George is a musician too, uh, and a good one. Uh, well, thank you. I don't know about that part. You know. Well, anyways, what I'm saying is that. <laughs> You know, you have to be encouraging to a point, but you know, I, ca I can't do it. You know, when you look at all these kids that you know are aspiring to be artists, and at the same time, you know, their skill sets are, are very limited, and and you're just like, you know, maybe you should rethink this instead of you know getting a hundred percent. Maybe you, should, maybe well, you should be an architect. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> have you thought of architect school? <laughs> I have this have friend. Have you thought of Starbucks <laughs> as a yeah, career? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Architecture can be painfully <laughs> worse at times. <laughs> Anyways, so you know it's 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 a it's a hard road to hoe for me to to have to play that game. So that's why I'm not teaching full time anymore. Or I was never a full time teacher, but I'm not teaching at all right at the moment. Okay, I think we're going to cut for a break, and we'll be right back. So stay with us. We're going to talk more about this fascinating topic. See you soon.
Okay, welcome back. Jake, you love that music, right? Isn't that super cool? And I believe that song is called Building. I'm pretty sure. Alternative Dimensions. Oh, no, uh, no, no. That's not the one. Yeah, uh, of, oh, I'm sorry. Of the music in the video? In the video. I'm sorry, I thought you meant in the... No, no, no. I know what. That's, the, that's the, my theme song. It's Buildings, right? Yeah, yeah. Or Building or Buildings. Singular, Building. So, Building. So, that's that's uh, Remco Ogendorn from Amsterdam, Netherlands. Thank you. And I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep doing this. We're going to do this. <laughs> We're going to do this, Remy. We're going to make this happen eventually. So... Great music. Everybody's got to check this out. You're all free on. Can you show that just one more time, Jake? Um, on SoundCloud, check out his music. It's really useful. It's really great. Um, and it's uh, it, it kind of I, I can use in a lot of things. It's my intro, like I said. It's um, <coughs> uh, on a lot of that was that was perfect. It's called Building, and it's it really sounds really kind of mechanical and. <coughs> Um, saws and hammers and right not so much hammers lots of saws like kind of metallic sounds anyway okay we're gonna get back to Chris <coughs> okay so talk about the um, let's talk about the 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 show coming up at Q Art Salon in Santa Ana yeah it's gonna be interesting um, and what we can expect well you know what is it like I don't know if you guys saw uh, you guys have a picture of the card you probably don't have the, the card where the two different paintings George's and mine I did show, show that did I didn't you? show the specific painting that that George put on of yours but I showed yeah. one of yours Cause, yeah because we're trying to do a thing where we were see we're trying to mix the work into the in the gallery in a way or uh, curate and set it in some sense where the pieces play off each other I think it works and uh, yeah something well some of them directly like the yeah. one the, the Two that George put on the card were amazing. I mean, yeah. the woman crossing her legs. That, and was, then, that was just a yeah. uh, really uh, serendipitous thing. Yeah. Like, I was playing around with the images, and all of a sudden I stuck them there, and I went, yeah, yeah. wow, it's like they're like mirrored images I couldn't of each find other. That, uh, that image of Chris's that you posted. That's why I didn't put it on Oh, okay. The, on may, the may not be online or something. I like couldn't that. find it, yeah. so. But anyways, yeah, you know, what Chris is saying in terms of, you know, the relationship between the imagery is really uh, – it's really striking to me when you get the work together like that because you know we we spend a lot of time trying to sort of come up with like what's what's the what's the binder between our work exactly and, and you know we went back and forth quite a bit with like a dialogue trying to trying to nail that down and and I think we finally did and at the end and and it's but it's but the visual connection is is a lot more than you expect and yeah. I, that's what's interesting about it jay can you show those just one more time those um the method one and two just so our listeners and viewers can get another look at that um george dubin's piece and this is chris's piece so yeah and, that, and that's a different piece that's on the card but it, it is different but, but, but it has yeah. the same quality yeah, yeah, that's what i thought the, the way mm -hmm. the paint is kind of set and, and played with is i think real similar Okay, so just so people could be reminded of the yeah. way the paint's on there. So you know, I'm always I'm always being told, you know, you got to get out of Orange County, you got to get out of Orange <laughs> County. So I'm out of Orange County today, and I, I just want to <laughs> say I want to go back. <laughs> no, no, I, no, it's not that. But I'm saying, you know, I think you know some of your viewers, you know, might want to jump out of uh, L.A. County and come down to Orange come County down, and, yeah. and come check out the show because I think it's going to be really interesting, and and I think it's uh, it's uh, worth the uh, you know the the 50 minute drive. And that is um, September 5th is the reception, um, 7 to 10. Um, and it goes from September 5th to October 23rd. And it is at the Q Salon, um, 205 North Sycamore, Santa Ana, California. So definitely check that out. It's definitely worth I want to. I definitely want to. Because I haven't seen your work in person. Yeah, you have to I've see. spent a lot of time with it. <laughs> no, you but I haven't. see I the three-dimensionality of it. Actually, you can't you, get it from the picture. You can't get it in a picture. Yeah. I, absolutely, right. Yeah. And, and George, you, you were saying the other day that, that um, when you saw it in person, mm -hmm. uh, probably a big difference than when you see it on a, in a photo. Oh, it is because, you know, just the way the light plays off the work, the, the dimensional quality of it, and, and also just the dimensional quality of the actual paint is really interesting because it's, you know, Chris is doing something that, you know, I haven't seen before where, you know, he's actually making these castings out of, out of house paints and then cutting them up and carving them and, and reattaching them to these structures. And it's, it's, it's just, it's just really interesting. And, and I keep using the word organic, but I kind of, 
it's, it kind of reminds me of something that y almost it's almost got a found object quality to it, which is really yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and he says actually um, kind of a process, the process resembles a cross between painting, sculpting, and architectural modeling. Yeah, no, that's kind of where it comes out of it. It's and it's I, yeah, I can the, totally the see The play for making a model, and you're just kind of putting the piece together. But you get to do it with color, too, which is and great. And you, you, you pour, okay, so you're using paint in a whole other way. It's, it's um, paint poured and set into molds as castings. Um and also you cut it you cut it like kind of like fudge <laughs> exactly like fudge you know i grew up in michigan and you used to go know. to Mackinac island when they make the fudge <laughs> and it's kind of exactly what you do you make a sheet of fudge and you cut it up and you have different pieces and you start to put it together and also various states of drying which was which was interesting to me different yeah. states of drying and what do you mean by that exactly because you can probably like mold it a little well, bit well no because first of all i use i, I use untine different types of paint which is a disaster is for a really uh, really a, it, it a is word now, or i <laughs> just made it <laughs> or a number it's a number See, this is creative right we can do these things totally we can do this that's what i that's why i have the show because we it's can on, do anything we want it's on wikipedia now <laughs> yeah exactly just no, made it's it. on uh, uh what is that what what is that 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 new dictionary the urban dictionary that's okay. what i go by all right. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so there's a ton of different type of paint, and some of it will dry hard where uh, you can cut it, and some of it will dry like a bag where the outside dries and it's wet in the middle. And then I apply it to the canvas or the oh, board. You can, you can do stuff with that. And you can cut it, oh, and then gosh. it goozes out, and so you can... Uh, those so are, oh, those see, are really interesting. Does that sound cool or yeah, what? Yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah, interesting. And, um, and you use... And, oh, and additive and reductive, meaning add to. Add, how how would you add to? Well, Just you, layers I, of. Well, sometimes I cut it. So you cast it, you cut it, then you apply it to the thing, and then you. And then get, you add to then, it. Well, then I may more. cut it away and take some off, back and forth. That's super interesting. I really have to see this in person. Okay, and so he says here the materials of paint take on two roles. It's uh, its traditional role as a color pigment and a new role where it is actually treated almost like a construction material used to build the three-dimensionality of surfaces. And, and so what happens with that is that, you know, if you different types of paint will have a different structural quality. Since yeah, I'm building weird. with yeah. it, right, so you have to be able to have, it's like some paint won't stand up. And this is from your, your perspective and, and your knowledge in the architectural realm, which we're really, you know, into how... Well, I don't know the word. Best, what what are the words for for architectural terms? Structural. I mean, structural, but also like just like how how they're made up, like the the hardness, the softness, the yeah, the viscosity, the, if it, viscosity. how it runs. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> settle viscosity. down, settle down over there. We're gonna have to ask you to leave. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll leave quietly. <laughs> Not. Yeah. I don't do anything quietly. Yeah. Okay, so um, what's your architectural firm? Because uh, you have one. Yeah, we do. FER Studio with my partner, Doug Pearson. And uh, we're in Inglewood. Mm -hmm. And we've got it's like a 15-person firm. I uh, started it by myself in 2002. And uh, now... I have that fact. And uh, we've been... Yep. We're doing a bunch of stuff right now all, all over the city. Okay, so you, you, were, you were born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, yep. And you didn't get into cars, though. You know what? Well, you know what? Yeah, that, you always that blew out. <laughs> you always have a car interest when you're in Detroit. It can't go... Yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah. But now Detroit's the... Are you an Eminem fan? Just kidding. No, no. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so just kidding. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> okay. And so, um, but you have Bachelor of Science in Architecture, um, and you went to Milan. I did. How uh, was your stint in Milan? It was, was interesting. Cool. Da Daniel Liebeskind, he was the guy who won the Ground Zero Project in New York years ago. But he, at that time, he was just a theoretical architect when I was there. So you're really pretty, pretty psyched about the path you took. That's oh, yeah. Great, yeah. That was good. I mean, it was, it was, that was uh, good. That was a good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I, like, I lucked out. Well, Chris also worked for a, a guy that I think is kind of well-known. Who yeah. is that? Might be Frank Gehry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about him. George Dubin. Yeah. Uh, I'll Chris. leave that to Chris. He, he worked <laughs> okay, for the Chris. guy. <laughs> no, Frank's, Frank's amazing, and, and we're, we're, we're actually doing some projects with him now, so it's been a really, really great experience. To, I was in the office for 10 years at Frank's. Got to do all kinds of things, amazing projects around the world. And then when I left the office and started my own, and now 10 years later, Frank, we were kind of back collaborating on some stuff where he's doing the design stuff and we're helping out kind of getting these things built and go forward. And it's been just an amazing experience. Very thankful. Okay, and I want to, I want to, there's this interesting thing that I found. Um, 
what? <laughs> oh, okay. What is Jake's pressuring me. Yeah. He's pressuring me. What's I don't like this symbol thing. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Now you see you made me go slower. Do you see how that worked out? Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do that then. I'm going to, okay. <laughs> I want to, you to show thumbs. Show thumbs because I think that's funny. And I went and saw uh. this. And this is uh, <laughs> George yeah. Dubin actually did the. Um, all, the of, all the prop sets. <laughs> and I was the art director. And, uh, See, he's an architect too. Designer. For thumbs. <laughs> yeah, for this size. Yeah. That was super fun. Okay. And also. More to follow. I also wanted to show my favorite Dubin. Show my favorite Dubin. And uh -huh. I want it real nice bad. One. Okay. This is architecture. That's a good it one. kind of is. <laughs> it yeah. totally is. Are totally you kidding is, me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I will say this last thing that I was going to say about Chris's work. His work has always struggled to erase the separation imposed by society between painting, sculpture, and architecture in favor of a more contemporary renaissance approach to spatial thinking. So he kind of thinks outside the box. So it, it, it comes at you. It's not just this, this 2D, but it's, it's this painting, but it's 3D. And check it out. Q Salon, what's the date again? George Dubin. Uh, September, September 5th uh, is the reception. It's a Saturday night. Is there uh, gonna be booze? It's going to be the. Uh, the Is it going to be hot women? They'll, they'll strippers? Be, they'll be <laughs> <laughs> well, All the there, above. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be some gallery wine. You know what that tastes like. And I did say this was going to be about architecture, but I would show my boobs. That's not going to happen today. I'll see you next time <laughs> when we come back. Where can we find you, George? GeorgeDubin.com. That's right. Where can you find you, you Chris? FERstudio.com. FER. FERstudio.com. And. To find out anything about why am I doing this? Cheers. Um, anybody that's been on the show or if you want to be on the show, wetpuzzlepiece.com. And you can click on all of those social media like things, follow, follow, follow. It, it'll t just take you right there. You can just join, 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 like, friend, all of that. You can message me on wetpuzzlepiece.com. Hey, I've got this amazing thing that I do. Let me be on your show. You got it. You're on. Okay. I'll see you, I think, the 14th of September. It's my birthday on the 11th. September 11th. Ah, catastrophe. <laughs> okay, see you soon. Mwah! You are watching T Radio Me. Radio MTV.